It is good that we are here. How obviously true St. Peter's words were there on Mount Tabor, the mountain of the Transfiguration. Right there before him was Jesus, the one whom just one chapter before in the Gospel, Peter had confessed to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. And now his confession of faith is confirmed as Christ is transfigured before his very eyes. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became white as light. This glorious vision that Peter, along with James and John, were granted there on the top of the mountain. And there, too, with Jesus were these two key Old Old Testament figures, Moses and Elijah, symbolizing the law and the prophets of the Old Testament, these two men revered by pious Jews like Peter. It was a moment, clearly, that Peter would never forget. Years later, he wrote about it in one of his letters that we read in the New Testament. It is good that we are here. Hopefully, all of us could name some mountaintop experience in our own lives as well. Sometime when God felt particularly close, when he seemed unmistakably present to us. For some, it comes during a retreat like Acts or Steubenville or Luke 18. For others, it's a particularly beautiful and captivating view of creation. Others might say it was a moment when they cradled their infant son or daughter for the first time. Maybe it came in a moment of quiet solitude, of prayer in a silent church or adoration chapel. Maybe during a brilliant homily on a Sunday evening, who knows? <laughs> but whatever those moments are, often we are like Peter. Those moments are so profound that our words seem to fail us. We're not sure what to say other than it's good that we are here. There's a beauty that renders us practically speechless. These gifts of God's grace, maybe at rare moments of our lives, but truly given to us from our Father. But there's something else that it's very important for us to be attentive to in this gospel passage, something we can easily overlook. And that is the, the context within which this glorious vision was granted to these three apostles. If you open your Bible, you'll find that it was immediately before this, right before he took them up the mountain, Christ had predicted for the first time his coming passion, that he was going to suffer this brutal death of the cross. And he stated then that in no uncertain terms, to be his disciple also means denying oneself and taking up the cross after him. And so our Lord Jesus led these three apostles up the mountain of his transfiguration to prepare them for that. He wanted to strengthen their hearts, to encourage them, to carry on. And not to be scandalized by what he had told them, by what was to come. Listen to these words that I'll pray in the preface of the Mass this evening, just before the Eucharistic prayer. 
after he had told the disciples of his coming death. On the holy mountain, he manifested to them his glory, to show even by the testimony of the law and the prophets that the passion leads to the glory of the resurrection. In other words, Jesus led these three up Mount Tabor for the transfiguration because he wanted to give them the courage later to accompany him up Mount Calvary for his crucifixion. He wanted them to know his presence not only in splendor, but also when he was transfigured in a completely different way, disfigured on the cross. He wanted them to be able to say, it is good that we are here, not only in the brightness of his glory, but also in the darkness of his suffering. It is good that we are here. And this, too, my friends, is why our Lord grants us in our lives these little moments, these glimpses, these transfiguration moments, because he knows that our earthly lives, while certainly blessed with various joys, are also unavoidably marked with suffering. And he's with us, not only in the joy, the spiritual highs, but he's also with us in our sorrows and our pain. He's with us even there. And if that's true, then even there, even the sorrow and the pain in our life is a place where we can say very truly, it is good that we are here. Not because suffering, evil, death are good in themselves, certainly not. Christianity is not masochistic. We don't cherish suffering for its own sake. But these things become a place where it's good for us to be because that's where we meet our Lord. And Jesus is goodness itself. Consider what we call the day on which we draw near to the cross every year. That day we'll celebrate in just a few weeks. Don't we call it Good Friday? Because it's good for us to be with our Lord there at his cross. And what our Lord does when we have the grace and the courage to say, even in our sufferings, it's good for me to be here because I'm with you, Lord. Those sufferings are transformed by him and they bear such immense fruit in our lives and those of others. Through the sufferings, he causes us to grow in faith and hope and love and patience and self-denial and generosity. He transforms us through them. And so in the end, what is the invitation in all of this for us? I think it is maybe to shift our focus or our goal in life. We live in a world that is good and beautiful but also a world that is fallen and broken. And so our lives are bound to be a mix of joy and suffering. And if our focus and our goal in life is to simply strive for a life of comfort and ease and pleasure, we're bound to be disappointed. And so what if we could find the grace in Christ to focus not so much on that, 
but on him. To turn our eyes and our hearts ever to the Lord, to remain close to him, to cling to him, whether we're on Tabor or Calvary, to hold fast to him and him alone. It's interesting, after this transfiguration moment, we're told that when Jesus came and touched them and called them to rise, they saw no one else but Jesus alone. This was the Lord's desire, was to fix their eyes and their hearts on him alone. And so it is for us. And if we learn to walk through this life of ups and downs, hand in hand with Christ, then no matter how many transfiguration or Calvary moments, how many ups and downs we've known in our earthly life, what is certain is that he will lead us to another mountain, the mountain of the Lord of hosts, heaven, where finally in that place, all suffering, all sorrow, all misery will be destroyed. And where we will be able to say, perhaps with greater meaning and purpose than ever before, for all eternity, it is good that we are here. St. Patrick, pray for us.